0: Yes, welcome into Action Movie Rewind on Mackie and Jeb, where we do deep dives every week into some of the most prominent and popular action movies of all time. And this week, we throw it back to 1990 and a Tom Cruise classic that I had never seen before.
1: Me too. Judd? No. Oh. that really? None of us, of us had I remember ever it. seen before. I never saw it. Oh, I thought one of you two did. I didn't mean, even both. Well,
0: uh,
2: I would have guessed Phil.
0: I have seen parts of this movie throughout history, but I've okay. never seen this. I've never like sat down and watched this movie. Never shot it. it. Days of Thunder from 1990. It's going to be fun. Let's get right into the, to the nuts and bolts here. <laughs> well, vroom, vroom. In a fast-paced world of NASCAR, a rivalry brews between rookie hotshot Cole Trickle, played by Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. and veteran racer Rowdy Burns, played by Michael Rooker. When both of them are seriously injured in competition, the former bitter rivals become close friends. With Cole's spirits restored by a romance with neurosurgeon Dr. Claire Lewicki, played by Nicole Kidman. I think this is the first of three movies they were in together. And uh, Rowdy still uh, sidelined by injuries. Cole decides to race Rowdy's car in the Daytona 500 against underhanded newcomer Russ Wheeler. 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics' consensus says Days of Thunder has Tom Cruise and plenty of Flash going for it, but they aren't enough to compensate for the stock plot, two-dimensional characters, and poorly written dialogue. Mm -hmm. We'll get into all that. A $60 million budget turned into $158 million (laughs) at the box office. Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, Robert Duvall, Randy Quaid, Carrie Elwes, John C. Riley, a young John C. Riley in this mm-hmm. movie. And it was uh it was a Tony Scott, Bruckheimer, and Simpson production, which is Damn like right. sort of the 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 trio of yep. action movies. Putting their stamp on it, baby. Here. Yep. <laughs> so uh this was yeah, and and this was let me pull up real quick here. Tom Cruise was in the middle of it here, man. Oh, I yeah. mean this was like right after Top Gun. This is a few years after Top Gun. Mm-hmm. He he had become one of the biggest movie stars on the planet at this point. So risky business was eighty three, Top Gun was eighty six, then Color of Money, Cocktail, Rain Man, Born on the Fourth of July, which I've never seen, uh, Days of Thunder, and then the, and then a couple years later it was A Few Good Men, The Firm, yeah. Interview with the Vampire, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, oh, Jerry Maguire, yep. boom, boom,
2: boom. Yep. yep. So this was really the last. Um for quite a while this was the last like top gun right cuz i i feel like mission impossible to me is a different franchise and i think it's well respected cuz like like once he started on the firm yeah it a few good good men those were really well i think well respected films
1: i know it's like a four year gap but they're clearly still trying to like capitalize on his top gun absolutely era yeah, but I feel will. like
2: we then sort of moved, he moved on then to, to a little bit different uh, genre of film.
0: Yeah, he, uh, there's some great production notes in here. This, this is one of them. In, in Daytona, Simpson and Bruckheimer spent a half million dollars to have a vacant storefront in their hotel converted into their private gym during the filming of this movie. Hey, guys, uh, If we could just, uh, you know, spend a half million dollars converting uh, this little thing here into a gold gym, that would be great. Thank you. A couple treadmills. Good stuff.
2: Didn't we have have that in in Phil Kindergarten Cop? I think you're right. Didn't Schwarzenegger have, like, something converted into a very expensive gym in that town? Because he basically (laughs) said, I won't do the film unless I have a gym.
0: Yes. I thought you read yes. that in the production if notes back right. then. Yeah. Well, if you're Arnold, I mean, those biceps aren't going to grow themselves. Okay. Can't just sit around. It'll take some time off. The completion date for this movie was pushed back many times, with filming being completed, uh, well, in early May of whatever year, three months later than it had originally been scheduled. At one point, following the third revision of the shooting schedule in a single day, the unit production manager, who represents the studio on the set, confronted Sipson and Brockheimer. And was told by them bluntly, the schedule no longer matters. <laughs> we'll just be doing this, however, uh, however we want at this point. So forget about your families, all these other plans you guys have. That's awesome. So all right, let's. Um, there's some more notes we can sprinkle in here too, but we'll start with Judd here. We'll go around the room. Your statements about this uh, legendary movie, Days of
2: Thunder. I'll start off with a broad one here, um, because. Um, I had never seen this film. So, like, when when we watched Top Gun, I I had seen it a couple of times. My statement is this. I feel about this film like Declan did the first time he watched the original Top Gun, which is, you got to be kidding me. Like, really? Like, this is, the dialogue's not good. Um, it is Top Robin's Gun. Ra-
0: Rub- Robin's racing. It's Top Gun. Robin's like, racing. like it's Top Gun.
2: It's the same. It, it's not. It's not as good or well thought out. And I'm not saying that that Top Gun was the greatest thing, but at the time it was a you know I think considered a pretty good film and yeah. certainly a really good action film. But yeah. I was as underwhelmed by this film as I've been in quite some time wow. because wow. I just I I expected more and it just felt. For lack of a better term, it just felt really cliched. The whole thing felt cliched to me.
0: Wow. Okay. Interesting. All
1: right. I'll, I'll withhold here. Sure. Okay. I've got take takes for days on this one. All right. My first statement, uh, pun intended here, this movie stalls out. It just, <laughs> it, it stalls out. Um, I want to be the common sense coach, like Judd says here. They should have had the accident at the beginning of this film, and then it's them rehabbing and getting back to Daytona. I actually really enjoyed the first, like, 30 to 40 minutes of this film. I was really into it. I thought, oh, this is cool. It's a guy who's kind of, like, plucked off the street, becomes a NASCAR racer. He's going through the trials and tribulations. And then they have the accident, and the movie just nosedives in interest. The plot gets all messy. Then all of a sudden, the last 15 minutes is like, oh, we're back to racing. He's cleared. He's good to go. And, the you know, the final race scene's all right. It's cool. But the middle chunk on, like, it just hits a wall. And it's no longer an interesting movie. I don't know why they had to build it like that. I think it should have been, hey, these are two established racers. They get into a serious wreck, and it's their path to get back to the track. And it's, th- th- I think that would be an entertaining film. I-, I I thought this movie stalled out so quickly with the line of this plot. I agree with Rotten Tomatoes. What's funny is I, I actually thought the exact same thing when I was watching this.
0: So two, two, I'm going to kind of take your two takes and blend them together here into my next statement. But... Uh, Days of Thunder is basically Top Gun in a race car, but they should have put the adversity earlier in the movie. Yes, so I, I agree with you guys. I I, I thought that's because I read the the plot summary or just like the description. I thought it was going to happen that way. Oh, here's Tom Cruise. Oh, he's the the cocky hot shot open wheel racer going to come in here have he's going to like win a race right away. And they, so they they gave you the adversity of him learning how to run NASCAR races for the first, like, 35 minutes of the movie. And then he figures it out and starts to have some success. And then, boom, the crash happens, right? I thought the crash was going to happen earlier, and then it would be, like, this almost, like, Rocky Balboa comeback story right. of like, grinding your way back. So mm-hmm. they th- this movie either needed to be 30 minutes longer to play out the drama yeah. or it needed to, to get to the adversity quicker
2: i think Mm -hmm. and i i thought that the racing scenes were really good yeah i like i I liked that i liked that but yeah the way it was structured and written is what bugged me because like like when there were certain parts that were fun to watch and were Mm -hmm. really good and well done but there were also certain parts where it's like this dialogue's not good like this is just sort of silliness
0: Maybe you just have a thing against uh, south of Mason Dixon line dialogue. Well, maybe it's maybe it's a Judd problem. All right,
2: here's my next thing, and this holds true to several. And I am not I am not a Tom Cruise um, fan, so I have not seen his entire catalog. I don't celebrate it. I've seen a bunch of his films, though. Here's a statement regarding Tom Cruise films that holds very true to this one, despite the fact he ended up married to Nicole Kidman. Tom Cruise's love interest in films ruins them. Yes, dude. Get rid (laughs) of the girl with Cruise. Seriously. Strong
1: strong
0: disagree.
2: Strong disagree. I think he's awful. I think it's terrible. I think it's uncomfortable. The sex scenes make me want to run out of the room. Um, I can't take it. I can't take it. Judge right. Like the only one I've seen that I would say, you know what, fine, was the last Top Gun. That one was good. That actually worked that for me. Worked you know why? Because well. he's an old man. Yeah.
1: And they and they, they, they didn't have you like it, it's all of a sudden she was in bed with him. Like yes. there was no well, uncomfortable. And here's the other thing. And old she the people door open. sex oh. is
2: sort of gross. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but you know what it is? It's sort of, it, but, but, but it's sweet. Old people sex, right? Tom Cruise is a young man. Stop saying that. Why are you? <laughs> why, why have you, you said that Because I'm giving you twice. a really good example of one of the things that bugs me. Tom Cruise is a young man. Oh my God. Just eliminate the love interest you'll do yourself a favor you'll shorten the film
0: i strongly disagree i let me let me jump in with uh, cuz i on. have a statement on this that's the whole point i have a statement on this tom cruise is very persistent in pursuing women he probably shouldn't in his movies yes so this is i i i like the angle it adds an extra layer of sort of drama and no is he a little cre- he's yes. kind of a creepy weird guy yes. so i i i agree with just the way that he goes about it as an actor or as a human, but um, like the flight instructor in Top Gun. Yeah, I probably probably shouldn't. That's probably an inappropriate relationship, right? Uh, You know, the neurosurgeon in Days of Thunder, probably a conflict of interest that you're like sleeping with your neurosurgeon. So that my observation was less about get rid of the relationship angle in the movie. It was more, boy, this guy, like, can't just meet a gal at a bar and click. It's got to be, like, his neurosurgeon or his... You know, his uh, government-issued flight instructor.
1: So uncomfortable, though. He, he remains an all-time creep. And just, like, <laughs> he can't take a hint, dude. But I will say, to to Phil's point, yeah. also, like, in reality, too, there is someone in your friend group who is like this, with, like, Tom Cruise-esque, that, that is trying to out, not just outkick his coverage, but to try to pursue someone that he can't take the hint, like, hey, buddy, move on. It's not going to work. It's just not going <laughs> to work. And he doesn't have, he kind of ha- he has that in Goose unintended intended wingman, a great wingman there. But, like, he has no one to tell him, like, dude, All right. it ain't going to be it. All this right. is not going to be the one for you.
2: All right, I'm going to break this down as succinctly as possible. Tom Cruise, as a younger actor, Tom Cruise's relationships with his friends were far better storylines than they were with women. I agree. I think that's accurate. Like like his his adversaries, or to Dex's point, Goose. That stuff was really well done. Mm-hmm. But when you involve, and, and Phil, I get your point. And from a writing standpoint, I'm with you. But the actual execution of the plot because of Cruz, I can't take it. Yeah, like, I, I, get I your agree. Point. He,
0: he's, he's definitely an alien. He's definitely an alien. All right, I think we're back to Declan. Yeah.
1: Uh, couple. I have a couple statements on the other actors in this movie, so I'll start with this one. Uh, w- what the hell is Robert Duvall doing in this movie? <laughs> Ro- like, Robert Duvall is like just a classic NASCAR, just guy. like, like just a, a... a phenomenal actor, like Tom Hagen, one of the best one of the best movies of all time, in, in Godfather. I did not understand. I understood why Tom Cruise is in this. Nicole Kidman, a young John C. Riley. Um, I understood most of the actors. Why? Why? What was going on in Robert Duvall's life that he was like? You know what? I'll, I'm gonna sign up for this one, and it might be the cash grab because because yeah. this is like, and this is pre. Is Jerry Bruckheimer like pretty legit by this point? Oh, I know God, he is absolutely. Okay. He is. He is. Absolutely. Okay. Okay.
2: It's a big cash grab. Got yeah, I mean, it.
1: So I, I it's probably money driven. But I was just so confused. It's like why Robert Duvall is in this cast. It does. It doesn't make
2: any sense. He's too good of an actor to be in it. I don't disagree with that. But I'm sure you're right. I'm sure he got paid a he probably did. boatload.
0: Yeah, this is where Jerry Bruckheimer started building his uh, he was well on his way to his 1 billion dollar net worth by by this point. All right, Judd.
2: All right. I do not want this to become a political discussion, but I'm going to make a statement about an actor. But I'm going to. But I'm no 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 no, I just don't Randy Quaid was yeah. really good before he flipped out.
1: Oh, I have a statement on him
2: too. Randy Quaid in this film, yeah. I think is really good. I think he's and, yeah he's and he's not just
0: playing a goofball no he's,
2: and I had forgotten though that that he could act and here's here is a subtle thing I picked up on and I'm curious if you guys agree or not but Randy Quaid in this film sounds exactly like John C. Riley did as uh, Jerry Bus in oh yeah the, oh the yeah. Lakers Show
1: yeah. winning yeah. time
2: Randy yeah. Quaid's cadence. John, I swear to God, John C. Riley in 2021 or so, when that all thing when that was shot, ripped off Quaid's cadence. It's almost identical. But Randy Quaid, thought about that? Randy yeah. Quaid before he completely sort of just went off by himself was a really good character actor.
0: He hmm. had a nice run, man. When when was um. Uh... Christmas Vacation. Like, what year was that out? 88, 89. But he
2: played a goofball in that. i like, 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 he's good in this.
0: I'm saying, but he had a nice oh, run oh, yeah. of like yeah.
1: blockbuster movies in yep. this. The in next this. movie he made was Days of Thunder after Christmas Vacation. Randy Quake. Wow, that's a
0: nice little back to back right yeah. there. Oh, Is God, that yeah. his best back to back? Do you have his, his yeah. filmography pulled up there? Yeah.
1: That's a pretty good one. It's pretty, pretty damn good. Oh, he made some money.
0: Okay. Um, I have a couple more statements here for sure, but I've, I stumbled into some more facts about this movie, which we can sprinkle in here. All right. So Tom Cruise's character, Cole Trickle, was loosely based and inspired by a real NASCAR driver, but not the one that you would think. It wasn't Dick Trickle, who, by the way... uh my grandpa used to like know him because I've got family. My uncle Todd Oliver raced for a long time at La Crosse Motor Speedway and uh-huh. So I've got I've got some racing roots and, and a lot of racing fans in my family in Western Wisconsin. And I remember meeting Dick Trickle as a kid at like really? a state fair or something. Yeah. Just a let like he would smoke cigarettes in his NASCAR while he was driving around and stuff. But the Tim Richmond is the fiery hard-partying ladies' man, NASCAR driver, who died of AIDS in 1989. And uh, apparently the movie is loosely based off of him. This is the movie and the set where Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman met and then eventually uh, were married on Christmas Eve of
2: 1990.
0: (laughs) It's it's also, let's see here, where director Tony Scott met his wife, a pit girl, quote-unquote, originally picked up by producer Don Simpson. So a lot of a lot of relationships were were molded on the set of of this movie. Interesting. The mellow yellow product placement was for <laughs> real in this movie. The studio jumped at a chance to make a movie full of product placements that could be <laughs> justified by the story. I mean, my God, NASCAR! You're well. not going to find a better avenue for that for sure. And um, there's a few other things in here that are interesting. But let me give you my next statement here, which is. Young Phil Mackey used to love NASCAR. Dale Earnhardt used to be straight up one of my two or three favorite athletes of all time. Like, when I was a kid, it was Kirby Puckett, it was Randy Moss, it was Kevin Garnett, and it was Dale Earnhardt. And I have all the sports memorabilia that's, some of it's in my office here, and some of it is just stored away. And I have boxes of Dale Earnhardt stuff. I remember going to, I think it was like, Virginia Richmond Motor Speedway or something as a kid and they had like a Daylor and Hart helmet that I got to put on. When he died at the Daytona five hundred about twenty years ago, I legitimately like stayed home from school the next day. I was so distraught and sad. I could not get out of bed because one of my heroes had died. Wow. I have not watched a NASCAR race in probably fifteen years. I don't know why my interest waned, but this movie brought back all sorts mm-hmm. of like 90s NASCAR nostalgia for me. Did you guys ever that's get awesome. into NASCAR at all whatsoever?
1: No, I I never got into it. I will say as I've gotten older, I have a much more respect and um just understanding of it than I did as like a kid cuz I th- I th- there's definitely a misconception that it's like just a dumb a bunch of dumb idiots running around in a circle. Like that that's just incorrect. <laughs> that's just incorrect. And I think when you're all young, that turns, Jack, that's what no, yeah. it is. Yeah. And it's incredibly yeah. hard to do. So I think as a young, like a 10, 11 year old Declan, you probably mocked it. But as I got older and also my, my brother-in-law too um, is a, is a humongous racer too. And like just a car engine head in general. And I just, I have a lot more of a appreciation for it. I, it it's def It's not something I'm going to go out and watch and sit down ever. Right. But I definitely have a humongous amount of respect for it. As I've gotten older.
2: I want to say that this was a time where, where NASCAR was popping up big time because in the nineties it became huge. It became huge. When I was a kid, the Indy 500 was the big race and NASCAR, I thought, I think was sort of confined to the South and people here knew about it, but it wasn't that popular. And, and then Indy broke up and just became an absolute disaster. NASCAR took off Um, ESPN at some point in the nineties or early two thousands, I think lost the rights to Fox and Fox was paying huge. Um, And I feel like in the last 10 years or so, while still probably popular, NASCAR has come back down a bit. But there is no question that there was probably what Phil a twenty to twenty five year run where it was enormous. There, there was a definite yes. run where it got huge rights and w- was popular. And I don't think open wheel has really come back a lot until the last few years. Well, drive,
1: yeah. drive to survive, and that like there's yeah. been a rebirth of open of, wheel, right? of, of, of of that. Not right. necessarily NASCAR, but like an insane boom with that over the last two to three years. Right,
2: but that's been really recent.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think um I'm I'm trying to look up like the history of net na- like NASCAR TV ratings history here, but I remember my fandom started as a little kid in the early nineties, probably right around the time this movie came out. And and then it peaked probably in the late nineties, and I used to play like NASCAR ninety eight on Playstation <laughs> yeah. and stuff and
2: it was huge and so that, that
0: that was in the peak of the the Jeff Gordon era uh Dale Earnhardt was not at his peak anymore but was still the intimidator and and then you had all these other guys like all, like Jimmy Johnson was just starting i think around that time too and um Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace and uh Jeff Burton i just remember all these names yeah. from like the i could just list off probably 20 names from the late 1990s and I think the T V ratings were through the roof around that time too, where you just like you had primetime races on ESPN, they're running Bristol, they're like they would roll that Bristol race, that short track race, where you know, Dale Earnhardt's wiping out Terry Libani around turn three to win this race, it's like leading sports center and stuff. Like, how often have you ever seen a NASCAR highlight on Sports Center in the last five or ten years? Exactly. So, anyways, for all you former nineties NASCAR lovers out there. Hmm. We got a connection.
1: Uh, back to Judd's original statement, or his last statement, I should say. Um, my statement is: cleaned up, Randy Quaid just isn't right to me. <laughs> so, like the the, the the cleaned up, polished Randy Quaid, actually, I can see him kind of being this like a sleazy salesman, which you know he he kind of is yep. in this in this movie as, as as like the sponsor representative. But like cleaned up, Randy Quaid just it doesn't do it for me. I'm used to Cousin Eddie. I'm used to Independence Day. I'm that's, that's the kind of Randy Quaid I'm expecting. Not this like more polished, cleaned up a little bit, uh, version of him. And it just, it doesn't sit right with me. I'm, I'm not used to that. And to Judd's point, there's probably, uh, some either past movies that I should maybe even watch that like, he was actually probably a really good actor and he was better than maybe what, what is perceived of him. And I know he's kind of spiraled out here in the last like 15 to 20 years, but, but cleaned up, polished Randy Quaid, it doesn't do it for me. It doesn't uh, do it. I could see that.
2: My statement? Your statement? (laughs) The freeze frame at the end of the movie is such an such a nod to to the end of like the eighties, how we used to shoot things. T V shows. T V shows would constantly end freeze frames. It was just a
0: Rocky Three is probably the most prominent
2: one. Just such a punching each other. Just such a great nod to what, what was passing at that time but it is hilarious and again to declan's point it's where you're like duval really yeah like like you're alric duval and yeah like one of you know boo radley you. Yeah. <laughs> i mean it's yeah i mean i i'm with dex it's like dude get a get another character actor of some sort but you got like one of the great <laughs> actors and he's like alric
0: Anyway. I need to see the the frame ten seconds later. Where Robert Duvall has, much like Vince McMahon, popped both of his quad muscles, and he's just laying laying on the ground, motionless.
2: <laughs> I bet he didn't run. I, I bet he ran for like two seconds.
0: Oh my god. Um, I feel like okay. Uh, Here is my. I think this is my last statement. Uh, at least the ones that I've written down. I feel like this movie kind of represents the end of an era of a of a type of movie and where, where it's 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 such a I I am I am such a, a stand for these little campy basic plots people people make fun of this plot or this script for being too simplistic like in the uh, Rotten Tomatoes write up but it's like I love it man I know exactly what I'm getting I'm going to get hot shot Tom Cruise I'm going to get you know some sort of adversity in the middle of the movie and then in the end we're going to get an athletic competition and we, we got the same thing with Major League. We got the same thing with Rocky. We got the same thing with Top Gun. Yep. You know, whether it's in a plane, in a boxing ring, yep. in a baseball game of some kind, you know, you could even say, you know, there's other sports movies from the seventies and eighties where it's like, you kind of know what you're getting. There's not going to be much of a twist. <laughs> there's going to be some, some prevailing in the end by the hero and, uh, and everyone's going to walk off happy. And I love it. Sometimes you just need that type of simple script and outcome in your in your cinematic enjoyment.
2: Oh yeah, and people love it. Box office, right? Like like that's what. If, at least then people went to see exactly that. You don't have to yeah, you think could, much. You could have
0: ended this movie, you know, like Dale Earnhardt dying at Daytona in two thousand one, well, if you wanted to, and to then run. oh man, it's uh, awfully tragic. I guess the movie's over now. Crazy. Leave people feeling good. All right, any final statements from you guys on Days of Thunder?
1: I've got one more, Dex. Yeah, one more for me, too. Just a, just a quick little observation. It's uh, I would fail so hard as a member of a pit. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> there is zero chance. And and obviously, I have to be so well-versed in cars, which is one area that I have no idea on. And I've, I've never, some of, part of me is, like, kind of wanted to learn more about them just to, like, so I could maybe do more of DIY, DIY, like, do-it-yourself type of stuff with their cars but I would fail miserably at like trying to get those tires off and get the gas and get everything for fl- flipping fr- fixed in like the 15 seconds you're in the pit. I don't even know how long they're really in there. Um, but I would it's fail mid, miserably, yeah. miserably, It's kind of that.
0: crazy, actually. That's one. That's one thing that those guys are coming in and they have to abide by a speed limit. But like you're coming in as fast as you can go in the pit and you're slamming on the brakes and then boom, it's like we're changing tires, we're changing gas, we're, might be making an adjustment to the handling of the car. And especially if there's not a caution, it's all got to be done within, like, 45 seconds or something so that you don't fall a lap behind or whatever. It's it's kind of crazy the the skill that it takes within that realm to make that happen. And much like Dex, I would just get hit by a car and die. Oh, you would, yeah. Somebody would, would run over both my feet, and I would never walk again. I'd start That's crying.
2: <laughs> I'd just start bawling. I'd be like, I can't do this. No way. Yeah. All right. My final statement is this. There were two things in the similarity between this and and Top Gun that told you they knew they didn't have to do a lot of work. The first thing is, could we not have had Tom Cruise arrive on something besides a motorcycle? Because his arrival in Top Gun and in this film are the exact same. Like the distant shot of the guy riding in. And we know, Tom, you really ride cycles. That's great. But, like, it's the same. This sec- his
0: contract for every movie. He's got to be riding in but on I mean, a motorcycle. They didn't even shoot it different.
2: Like it's the distant shot of him. The only di- difference is in Top Gun. There's a plane that, that he is in air quotes racing. And in this case, he's, you know, comes into the track. The other thing is this. Russ Wheeler even looks exactly like Iceman. Val Kilmer and this guy who played, who played the, the eventual adversary in this film. Now I know that ultimately Rowdy played the Iceman part because I think by the end Iceman and and Tom Cruise's character and Top Gun were friends. But that being said, go look at a picture. Russ Wheeler, that guy, and Val Kilmer even look the same. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't even find a different looking guy. The Frosted chips, right?
0: Yeah. Well, like, are you talking about Carrie Elvis.
2: Yes, Carrie Elvis and and Val Kilmer. Yeah. It looks. Sick.
0: Um, I was I was curious about your motorcycle take. Oh yeah. And uh, there is a website that lays out <laughs> all of the motorcycles used by Tom Cruise in movies. So he's been on a motorcycle <laughs> in nine different
1: movies. Oh, I love right. it. I love Mission it. Impossible. He was for sure on a few.
0: A bunch of Mission Impossible movies, yeah. both Top Gun movies, Days of Thunder. He was on a motorcycle in Oblivion, Edge of Tomorrow, Night and Day, and maybe another one in here too. So nine different movies. That seems a little low. Was he not at any point in cocktail on a motorcycle? I've like never driving seen to cocktail. work? Oh.
2: How bad is cocktail?
0: It's perfectly bad. It is. is. It? Just imagine Tom Cruise from Top Gun and from Days of Thunder. But as a cocky bartender who's trying to make his way in the nightlife scene, you know, it's dude. We're it's not an action movie, so we're probably not going to review it here. But it's definitely worth your time recovering from your uh, your appendix appendix surgery over the weekend. His
2: films are so intriguing because, like, there are some really good films. Yep. Now, now I'm Agreed. not a huge He's... firm guy. I'm not as big a firm guy as some. It's kind of a weird movie. It's kind of weird. And of Gene Hackman, the Grisham you know. films. I think it's the worst. Okay. That's a take The take. Right I think there. it's the worst of, of those films of that series.
0: All right. Let's get to our definitive rankings here. All right. We've got the definitive villain ranking, which we have to talk about. And then the overall entertainment value ranking presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Been around for over a hundred years helping businesses maximize their level of success through risk management tools and resources. When you partner with Federated, you partner with a hundred plus years of great people, knowledge, expertise, tools, you name it. Go to federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. Find out more. So for Top Gun, we determined there really wasn't an actual villain in either of those movies. The villain was really personal Demons. Mm-hmm. so we just kind of put it off to the side mm-hmm. we didn't even really we gave it a one but i think it's just it's just kind of off to the side Are personal demons the the main villain in this movie too or would you say that it's russ wheeler the character at the end that you know the hot shot other young racer i would tend to lean toward the top gun formula that there's not really an actual yeah, villain in this yeah, movie. i don't feel
2: yes I would say so. We'll just kind of take it take it off the board then. Exact same. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it off the board. So we have three Tom Cruise movies here that we've reviewed. Yep. And none of them have actual villains. Just for uh, for the audience here, Cyrus the virus is the only villain that we've reviewed in the reboot here the last three or four months. That's been a perfect ten across the board. Caster Troy from Face Off is a nine. Dom Toretto from Fast and the Furious. An 8.2. Okay, let's get to the entertainment value of this movie. On a 1 to 10 scale, how entertaining was this movie? Con Air is a 9.7. Top Gun Maverick, a 9.3. Independence Day, an 8.7. Fast and the Furious, an 8.5. Top Gun, the original, 8.3. Ahead of Air Force One and Face Off, both above an 8. Point Break, a 7.8. Twister, a 6.7. Bloodsport, a 6. Tied with Too Fast, Too Furious, Hard to Kill, a 5, and Gone in 60 Seconds, a Mm
2: 4.7.
1: I have this uh, as a 3. It's a 3 out of 10. I do not want to watch this movie again. Um, (laughs) It was not enjoyable. Uh, It's a messy plot. I love... You know, the funny part is, like, I really do enjoy the first 30 to 40 minutes of the film, but it just from from my original point it just hits such a wall afterwards and stalls out that it it it, it kind of just messes with my mind the rest of the film and and tom cruise is a creep you know we really didn't talk about nicole kidman that much like she's just thrusting this role like 45 minutes in and like eight minutes later oh. is making out with them um it, it's it's weird so it's a three out of ten i i am not a fan
2: the chemistry between swayze and the doc in a roadhouse is better than roadhouse. this
0: and and the, and the chemistry between these two is was marriage chemistry. I know, which these I wish somebody I wish time. they
2: had called me and said, "Hey, what, what do you guys say no, don't get married." Um I'm going to give it a 4. This is the first time since we brought this back where I actually started to look at the clock.
1: Oh, uh, like, I, like, I paused a few times like, to see how I, much is left. Like
2: yeah. because I saw the I saw the runtime and I'm like, "Oh, that's really good. That's great." And I started to look at the clock. Um sort of I don't know. I just don't, I feel like it was, it was um, in some ways a cash grab. And to be very clear, again, I think the racing scenes were good. Like the racetrack stuff, I actually liked. And and I'm not certainly like you, Phil, a diehard 1990s NASCAR fan, but I liked those scenes, but I felt the way that it sort of hemmed and hawed around in the storyline. And there were some uncomfortable parts. First time that I actually started to glance at the clock. I didn't hate it, but I'm going to give it a four.
0: Yeah, I had I, I had higher hopes. I really did. I've heard so much about this movie. So it's just a five for me. So I'm the most optimistic of the three of us, but that makes it a four average score and the worst movie that we have reviewed in the reboot of Action Movie Rewind here. So it's fine. I'd probably, just because I love NASCAR back in the day, it's yeah. nostalgically, I would probably, and I love Tom Cruise movies. So I, I would stop and watch this again. But uh, it's definitely not on the same planet as either of the Top Gun movies. Certainly, Top Gun Maverick, which is one of the great sequels in the history of cinema. So there you have it, Days of Thunder. It's a four out of ten. Um, our original plan was we were gonna we were gonna go back to the theater and and do Bullet Train, I believe. But uh, I am currently I'm still testing positive for COVID here. A week later, and Judd is not gonna go to the theater. So I think we put that off another week or so for sure. And uh, let's keep chunking off movies that we haven't done yet. Robocop is the most famous movie from this sort of uh, early 90s, late 80s era here okay. that we uh, that we have on this list right now. I've okay. never seen it. I don't think you guys have ever seen it, but Hour 43, Robocop.
1: Tom. Hour
2: 43. Oh, God. Beautiful. Beautiful.
1: Okay. Um, Who stars in it? No idea. Peter Weller. A robot cop. Okay. Peter Weller. I read this at Blockbuster numerous times as a kid. You watch it, but I, man, I don't think I have seen this since I've been like maybe seven or eight years old, and I really can't tell you. How. I I know how the first like twenty thirty minutes goes. I know how he becomes RoboCop. I know that, but after that, I don't remember. But All I've right. seen it okay. before.
2: Hey, what what's the the new uh, Stallone film that's out now? There, there's it's a new here. there's a new Stallone film where he is. I feel like it's a sequel uh, of some sort. Oh, uh, Samaritan. Yeah. Is that is that a spinoff of something?
1: Samaritan. It's on Prime. Samaritan. Interesting. I
2: feel like that could be a Phil's alley, definitely, just because it's sly. Not that it, it is an
0: action movie,
2: a twenty twenty two American superhero film. Two
0: hours? No, no, no. There's no way. <laughs> oh, I never. I, th- I it was. A, it's a two minute trailer. I saw. Oh, okay. Although Stallone has been known to. Love himself some runtime. Oh, hour
2: and thirty nine. Well,
0: that's not bad. It was released hour today.
2: 39. Okay, on, uh, on Amazon Prime. Because I I think it's being released in theater simultaneously as well for a few weeks.
0: It's an American superhero film. Oh, I mean, right. you okay. want I mean, go, let's put it on the list. Let's do RoboCop for next week. Yep, but let's add absolutely. Samaritan to the to the list here all for right. sure. Just the list. So, all right, boys, there it is. Uh, action movie rewind, where we do deep dives into some of the most popular, prominent action movies of all time on Mackie and Judd.